0: Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Alochas, Yoredeya Chelik ha- Shemi, Hilchas Sefer Torah, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Zion. Today's Shir is being sponsored by a good friend from the United States, Daniel Hadar, and it should be a schuss for his family. Everything they need, Baruchni Sebigashmi, as Hashem should give them, B'Tachas, Hashlemus, should be Zochet to all the Brochas, is Shem. And the learning is also li'iloi nishmas <laughs> i'tamar ben Shlomo, whose site is today, the 12th of Elul, and li'iloi nishmas <laughs> yen Fradel bas rabi hareni kapuras mishkova. We dedicate the learning for a complete Rafur shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana bas Rochel bas Ides Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Moshe ben Chana Breindle, Yaakov Yeshua ben Frindel Rechel, and ben Mazlav, ben Chana, Eliana Goldabas bas <laughs> Chana Feva, Ayelet Shoshana bas <laughs> Chana Yisrael ben Chana Leia, Dovid ben Behiya Shendel bas David Dovid Leib ben Shana, Pesya bas Chai Esther, Aviva bas Frumet, Avivachaya bas Esther Necha Rochel bas Hindaleya, Fruma bas Genessa, Yehudis Nechama Miriam, Shlomoy ben Rivkesh Ami ben Chai ben Yehudis Gila, Avram Tzvi Hirsh ben Malka, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya bas Zipka Rivke, Chaim Zvi ben we're in the middle of a piece where Rav Nassar is discussing the topic of shikha, for speaking about remembering and forgetting and highlighting the importance sometimes of being able to forget. And Rav Nassar is going to give us incredible, important insights on this. First, he quotes now from the Tikkun Zoyar, Tikun Mem, the Tikkun quotes a pasuk in Tehillim showing how this whole pasuk in Tehillim is found in the first word of the Torah, in the word Bereshis. V'zehu, this is the posuk in Tehillim, chapter 45, Shemarames al Hasholas ha That posuk is alluding to the beginning of the Torah, Bereshis. as it says in the Tikkun that the word Bereshis, tamon shemi, Tamon bas, tamon rei. The word beratius has the three verbs that are used in that posik shimi, uri'i, and then it says afterwards, later in the posik vishikhi. The word, <coughs> and, and it uses the term bas. The Tikkun Zoya there explains it on a, on a, in a Kabbalistic way that this refers to the spheroids of Chokhmah and Bina and how they're relating to the Malchus. But Rabbi Nelson Zal quotes here that the Tikkun Ezzurrah shows that the word Bereshis has the word Bas in it, the base and the tough. It has the word Re'i, Reish Aleph Yud, and it has the Shin, which stands for Shimi. So the Zohar says, Tamon Shimi, Tamon Bas, Tamon Re'i. In the word Bereshis, you have all three of these important words from that sentence. And then the Pasa continues, Vezehu veshikhi ameihu be'savich, and forget your nation and the house of your father. Ki iger hascholas ha'toyra b'chol pamechadosh hu alideh hashikha, because our main ability to make a new beginning in Torah is dependent on forgetting. Shezeo b'chinas kesha seif ha'toyra le'enei kol Yisrael le'roishas shu bereishis. This is the connection between the last words of the Torah and the first word of the Torah. Kilaine kol al shivrei luchais, Because the Gemara tells us that those last words in the Torah, le'enei kol Yisrael, are referring to what Moshe Rabbeinu did before the eyes of all the Yidden, that he broke the luchais, which the Gemara says brought shikha into the world, forgetting. b'chol and when a person has the ability to forget, that gives the person the ability to make a fresh, a new, fresh start. Shehi Bechinas Hascholas which is the beginning of the Torah, in the beginning. Vizeh Beatzmoi Bechinas <speaking> Birur <in> Hamedame. <Hebrew> and this is the concept of Birur Hamedame, which all these Sifrei Chasidah speak about, Sifrei Mashova, and which Rabbein speaks about, which is our mission in this world. This world is an oilam asheker. In this world, toiv and ra are all mixed up together, so that there's this concept of medame, which means that the Eitz has the ability to make something bad look very good and attractive, and make something good look bad. Everything upside down. Oilam hafuch, as it says, and and this is this is a big mishmash, and our mission in this world is to sort out the mishmash to be able to learn what's really good, what's really bad, and then be able to look at the world and be able to make the right choices, to choose the good and and run away from the bad. Because the medame is always getting mixed up and mixing a person up. Every single day a person is encountering this medame, these challenges of seeing good and bad, and the bad looks great, and the good looks terrible, and the person doesn't know what to do. Person who's about to get up in the morning, no, I'm feeling tired, just another minute, this, that person, and they think that that's good, it, it's good for you, it's healthy, you, you need another minute of sleep, that's gonna help you. And, and 30 minutes later, or an hour later, the person says, what did I do? I should have gotten up that first minute. That wasn't my Yetzir Tov talking to me. That wasn't really for my benefit, for my health. That was chasrishon to get me to miss davening or to come late to shul, that kind of thing. This whole concept of this shena, And one of the ways that we help, that we, we, we repair the medame, or we do, we're able to, to do proper with the medame is through sleep. A person needs to sleep. If a person doesn't sleep, for a certain length of time, their brain becomes cloudy. They can't think clearly. They can't make the right choices. Shehi shikha. And sleep is similar to forgetting. Shehu b'chinas shemesalken ha'machshavoy she'avru lagamri. When a person goes to sleep, they shut down. They shut down and close all the previous thoughts, everything they were thinking about earlier in the day. Good night. I'm finished with that. And through this sleep, which is like forgetting, it's a form of shikha, the mo'yach is renewed, the brain is renewed. As the Pesach says, every morning we're new. Rabbi Nelson Zal says, now you'll be able to understand what the Arizal speaks about that the Arizal says every single Rosh Hashanah, there's a sleep that's imposed. Rosh Hashanah means Rosh Hashanah, a new sleep comes down to the world. The Arizal says it in terms of and the Arizal says the blowing of the shofar is his Oros Hashanah, waking up from the sleep. Rav Zal says now based on our discussion here, you understand also the year comes to an end I want to clear the registers. I want to forget the past year and make a whole brand new beginning. All of it, the explanation, according to Kabbalah, and Rav Nassim's explanation, are all the same concept. It's all about renewing my moyach. Paragraph Ches. The most important thing regarding everything we're saying here is for each and every person to be able to get the advice they need for themselves. Even if I'm not really as good as I would want to be, even though I'm still making mistakes, I'm still not as good as I would like to be, Based on what we've been learning till now, the person will get ideas as to how to give themselves chizuk, encouragement. How? By removing from his mind, from his memory, and forgetting everything, all the mistakes of the past, all the things that they went through. And to realize and to believe that Hashem is new all the time. The world is new. Everything is new all the time. yo'im And no two days are exactly the same. One of the things that the Yetzirah tells a person, you tried yesterday, you tried the day before. What makes you think today is going to be any different? That's kfira. That is kfira. A person who doesn't believe that today is different, that every single day is different from every other day. And every minute and every second is different from every other second. This is one of the things that the Arizal elaborates on, that every nanosecond there's new Bria, new creation taking place. And for sure, for sure, no two years are the same. And every single day, and especially every year, everything is renewed. It's brand new. And Hashem and the Tzadikim will definitely complete what they started. They are going to complete the Tikkun of the world. They're going to complete the Tikkun of every individual person. And if we're going through what we're going through, number one, what Chal Yisrael is going through, and what each and every individual person is going through, and the, the negative forces, the Sitrachra, the Sahara, the Klippos, are going all out to all lengths and all widths to get us to do Averas, to get us to make mistakes. Despite all of this, Hashem helps us every single day, and especially every year, whereby we take upon ourselves the holiness, of that whole beginning of the year, Rosh Hashanah, Aser Yom Yom Kippur, all the way to Simchas Torah. And on Simchas Torah, we complete the Torah and we start over again. And each and every single year, there are new Tikkunim being completed for each and every single Jew so that each and every one of us has the the, the ability to make a brand new beginning, always, on condition that the person believes in the truth. Which truth? That Hashem, with His wonderful goodness, Renews creation every single day, shana and especially every single year. There's a whole new bria, kol nigmar hatikun bishlemus, so that eventually, in the end, the tikkun will be completed one hundred percent al through Moshiach sheyavo Bimheira who we hope is going to come very very soon in our time. Ki boy ya As the Possak says in Yi Kanovi, he's gonna come and he's not gonna be too late. He's gonna come while while it's still possible to, to save everyone. Question in the chat. But a person may know from experience that no matter how hard they try to change, they still don't manage to do it. So why is it Kfirah, when it's just what they've seen in, their ta- in, in, seen in their life time and time again? The answer is, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a famous quote, seeing is believing. That what, what I see, I believe. We, we don't go by that. We say believing is seeing, the opposite. Meaning that unless a person has real emuna that things can change, and unless a person has a positive attitude that things will change, things will get better, then it's quite possible that things will not. This is the Isarus asata this is the requirement on our part. This is why Rab Nosan's al-Irdat, Bilvat, unconditioned. This is one of the problems with statistics. People, What what do you mean? Statistics show show baloney. Hashem shows. Statistics don't have to mean anything. Statistics could mean a probability. Sure, there's a probability that things will be such and such. Will it or won't it? Only Hashem is going to decide. They said on the radio today that it's going to rain very likely. In the north, up north in Eretz Israel, and they said up north it might be real heavy rain, pouring rain. Statistics show that in August, in late August in Eretz, in, in, in Eretz Israel, it almost never, never, ever, ever rains, not even a little drop. Too bad on the statistics. Hashem is in charge, and Hashem decides yes, rain, no rain, yes, thunder, and the more that a person works on their emuna, this building up this emuna everyday stronger and stronger that ain't oidma, there's only hashem there's no statistics there's no probabilities there's no science there's only hashem and hashem is new every single second machadesh bekhoyem new hashem is new and i am new i'm not the same person i was a second ago if a person is strong in that emuna and and thinks positive can change, will change, can change, will change, the person will definitely be, able, and the person is mispallel, they seek Hashem's help, and, and they try to follow the other etzos, they try to have good friends. There are all kinds, there's many pieces to the puzzle that Rabbein Azal, that the Torah teaches us, all kinds of different things that need to be put in place in order to be able to affect a change. It's true that change isn't easy sometimes we know that in physics people learn that when something is moving to keep it moving is much easier takes much less energy than when something is standing still it's in a state of inertia and you want to get it to start to move that takes much more energy starting a car but but we do start a car every single day and people there are people that do make fresh starts we see it all around us The the person has to be very, very strong in their mind. Rabbi Azal says is a very powerful thing. And if a person thinks, oh, I tried so many times, I can't, if a person thinks those kind of thoughts, it'll pull the person down. And if the person is careful to think positive and to be positive and to try to do what's in their power to, to improve, to change, they definitely will succeed. Paragraph test. Vze Now, Rav Noson is going to give us a whole insight into the, the yontif of sukkos. We leave our house for seven days, the seven days of sukkos, and then we go. We go into the sukkah. We eat in the sukkah. We sleep in the sukkah. But then on Shmini Atzerasim Chastorah, we go back into the house. The Oz, Simon, and it's on Shmini Atzerasim that we complete the Torah, and we make a new start. Because the house of a Jew draws its holiness from the Torah. Which begins with the letter Bays, that big Bays of Bara'chus, which is Bias, showing that, that the Torah is the connection. The Torah is the source of of kedusha for the Bias. V'gam Hu Roish Bias and the Tikune points out that the word Bara'chus is made up of two words: Roish, Reish of Shin, and Bias, Bez Yutov. So again, bias is a very important part of the Torah. And every single year we have to renew our home just like we renew the Torah every year. We finish the Torah and we start over again. Therefore, we leave the house, and we go into the sukkah. What is the sukkah? The Gemara says that there are two reasons why we keep the mitzvah sukkah. One reason is to remember the fact that when the Yidn were traveling in the Midbar, they, they lived in sukkahs, in tents. Another reason is because of these seven miracle clouds that accompanied Klal Yisrael throughout the travel while they were traveling in the Midbar. These ananei hakovoi, shemishom mishom shoirish ha And these Anane hakovoi are the source from where the Torah comes from. Can move on toira As Rabbein Azal speaks about this in the chapter in Likutimran that this haloch is based on, Tiku Toichocha, chapter eight, in the second half of Likut Imran. We say on Friday night, ba'amod onon yedaber aleihem. Hashem spoke to the Jews, from a cloud, from these holy clouds. So the Shoirah, the Torah, the Torah comes from these Ananim. Rabban Ezal shows there that the whole concept of prophecy, which is what the Torah is, it's a form of Nevuah, comes from Kovoid, comes from the Kisei Akovoid. Ayanshon, take a look over there in Likutimran, where Ezal shows this. Alkane, Bekol Shona Veshona, Beis Shoisken Lisa Matoira, Velaso Lashila Mikhodosh. Therefore, every single year when we're completing the Toyra and we're gonna start over again, we have to also go out of the house, Veliknois Las Sukot, enter into the sukkha, Shehi Bekinas Anane Hakovoid, which represents those holy clouds, bachinas shoy resha toira, the source. From which the Torah comes from, Kede La Hamshek Mishom Hischa Satoira To be able to to draw a newness of the Torah from there. Vyalkane taketh Achar sukkos who Shminyat Seras Vasimhas Torah, and therefore as soon as we complete these seven days of sukkos, we have the new holiday of Shminyat Simchas Thoirah that's when we start over again from that large base of the word the bias because upon completing the Torah when we're starting again our house is receiving a whole new infusion of kedusha. which is the holiness of the Torah receiving it anew (coughs) By the fact that we went into the sukkah to get this infusion of, of spiritual light. And Rabbeinazal shows there in Likut Imran that where do the Anane Kovoi draw their power from? From the Tfila Bebechinas Din of the Tzaddik. That Rabinazal has a whole explanation in that Torah that, that there are times when the channels of Chesed are damaged, and the tzaddik has to change channel. He has to go to the channel of din and give forth a tfilah babhinas din. And that tfilah bibikina's din starts a whole chain reaction, a whole process. Shenimshach Baroshishana. And this Tvilah Bibhin's Din is what we're drawing on Rosh Hashanah, which is called a Yoim hadin, yomim noyroim. As Rabbeinu explains elaborately in that chapter on Likud Emran, look it over well to get a clear, to see these connections much more clearly. Paragraph <laughs> Yud. Ki kol zeh al Rosh Hashanah Because everything we're describing here, we are Zoychetu through the holiness of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, shehem Aseres Yemei Tshuva, which are a set of 10 days of Tshuva, Keneged Aseres Hadibrois, which corresponds to the base of the whole Torah, which is the Ten Commandments. Remember, there are 620 letters in the Aseres Hadibrois corresponding to all 620 mitzvahs of the Torah, the Tariat mitzvahs of the Written Torah, the seven Mitzvahs, the Rabbonim, Shehem Asora Madregoi Shel and the Asera Satibrois correspond to the ten levels of prophecy. Shali and Rabbein shows there that through Nevuah we to a Hamedame and we zochet to Emuna, real Emuna, the highest levels of Emuna, which is Emuna in Chidush Oilam. What does that mean? That Hashem created the world from complete nothingness using those ten statements of creation. As Rabbein explains over there. Corresponding to the Aseres HaDibrois, the ten levels of Navua. the Asor we have the Aseres HaDibrois, Ugmar Tikunom, hubbayoimakippurim. and the completion of those 10 is Anyam kippur. The Oz, Ninasa, koin godo, Lifnai Lifnim. And that's when the Ko went into the tenth level of holiness, which is the koidashakakadoshin, Limekoim hooroin vais. Sheim klal haTorah to the place where the Orayim had the luchais in it, which represents the entire Torah. V'chinas ruach Navua, the source of nevuah. She'mevarer haMedame, which helps us get clarity in the whole issue of Medame. V'chulu canal, as we discussed in the previous year. V'yalkeim yevsher lichmeis l'shem kim bekarbonois hapor v'asoyer. And now we'll understand also why in order for the Koen Godel to be able to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, in order to achieve these 10 levels of Nebua, the all of this, it required karbonis, an ax and, and a goat. Kamay as it says in, in the beginning of Parsha Saharai Mois, Bezois Yovoi al HaKodesh. With this, this allows Aharon HaKoyim to enter into the Holy of Holies. Why? Because Rabbi Zal explains in chapter twenty-five in Likutei Imran, "Kikol haCarbonos birur hamedame." explains over there in chapter twenty-five that the korbonois are the concept of birur hamedame because medame is behema. Medame is the lowest level of seichel. And a behema, the seichel that a behema has, is called medama. An animal can compare certain things to others. An animal, if it saw a place where it got hurt, it knows if it sees that place again or that type of place, it knows to stay away from it. So another term for, for medama is behemius, koyach behemius, the ikar habirur bebeis samiktosh. And the most powerful place of Biror HaMedamah was in the Beis HaMikdosh. She'shom Oymed HaOroin Vahaluchos. Where you have the full power of the Torah. You have the Orin and the Luchos. Avol Biyoim HaKipurim Tzorech Lichnois Lamekoim Haluchos Mamish LeBis Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the entire base HaMikdosh is a place of Biror HaMedamah. But on Yom Kippur we're going to the top. We're going to the Koide Shakodoshan, the, the actual room where the Luchas were. And, and how do we go in there? Im dam hapor with the sprinkling of the blood of the, the ox and the, and the goat. Mach lahamshich mechilo uslicho Because on Yom Kippur, we want to be able to draw a complete forgiveness for all different types of sins, shenemshochem mizuamas hanochosh, which come from the tumor of the original snake Bilbil which is the whole concept of the confusion of the madamna that's what the Noashsh is all about that's what the eight Sahara is all about you remember that the when, when the Nosh wanted to get eat from the eight how did he do it he engaged her in a conversation let's talk about this and he spoke about it and he said didn't Hashem say that that you you, know, you can't eat from the tree and, and and Chava in the conversation said, Hashem said we can't eat and we can't touch it. She got confused for a moment. Hashem didn't say you can't touch it. And the minute she got confused, she said you can't touch it. That's when the snake pushed her into the tree. Look, nothing happened. You touch the tree, nothing happens. So eating also, nothing's gonna happen. That's this bilbil hamedame Vese Haktoiris. Now, Rav Nosan Salih adds another level of clarity in terms of what took place on Yom Kippur when the Kohen Gadol went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He brought Ktoiris. She bohem lefnai velefnim. When the Kohen Gadol entered into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he was holding the spoon that had the Ktoiris in it. Shehem reach toiv. The Ktoiris represents a, a fabulous aroma, a sweet aroma. Ki liskois Because as Rabbein says in the beginning of that chapter of Likot To toireches, in the Emran Tanina, that what we're trying to achieve is this good aroma, this good smell. Bechinas nirdi nosan rechoy. As the Pesach says in Shir that Moshe Rabbeinu was so great that he was able to take the Yerida of the Yidin when the Yidin had a fall and turn it into a reach toiv that in, in not, it shouldn't give off a bad odor but on the contrary it should give off a sweet odor when the Yidden worshipped the Egel Azov Moshe Rabbeinu was able to turn that around completely and use that as a springboard for Hashem to be able to reveal to him the Shloishes ramido Ramideh Shorachamin Sheseo this is the aroma of the Ktoiris Shem Malen Imke Me'imkei the Zorakotish teaches us that the Ktoiris is an example of going down into the deep, deep, low levels of Klipa of Tummah and elevating holy sparks from there. To the point where all of our Averis get turned around completely and give off a good smell, a good odor. This is the whole concept of one of the 11 spices of the Ktoiris that had a very bad odor, very bad smell. It represents the Rishoim. Shemarameis letzareh This hints to us the importance of including the worst sinners of Klali Yisrael. means a person who does sin spitefully that we want to include them in our tfila. Just like we know in the beginning of Yom Kippur, the night of Yom Kippur, before Kol Nidre, Bichazan announces, "Be Shalmalo Shalmao, or Be Yeshiva Shalmao, Anumatiren We're inviting the Avaryonim, the criminals, to come and join us in the Tvila. Ki Hakoyl LeToiva, because everything gets turned around for the good. B'Koyah Chatsadike Yemes. Through the power of the true tzaddikim, that's why it says the who know how to accomplish Rosh Hashanah, how to accomplish all the tikkunim of Rosh Hashanah, those tzaddikim know how to give forth that tfila din which Rabbi Nezal explains very, very elaborately in that chapter on the Kutam which is able to accomplish all of this. Ad she kol hatikunim To the point where the tzaddikim succeed in accomplishing all of the tikunim that are described in that chapter on the Kutam The nevuah, the Biru hamedame, the Emunah, everything. Ad To the point where these tzaddikim are to the voice of Moshe Rabbeinu, the koel ha haroi, calls it there. Moshe Rabbeinu, who knew how to give proper teichocha, te, that when a person had a yirida, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to turn it around completely into an aliyah. And it's through this that, that everyone, the good people and the people who weren't so good, are all able to give forth a sweet smell, a good smell. Ayin Sham. Look over there in chapter 8 in the second half of Likud where Rabbein elaborates and explains this very, very thoroughly. Any questions? Question, why is the Medameh Compared to animals, the, the madama is taiwais, and animals don't have taiwais, they don't have money, and only eat what's necessary for their survival. The answer is not necessarily. We know for the uh, an example, the dog. There's a pasik vaklovim aze nefesh loyadu seveya. The dogs have chutzpah, it says. They never are satisfied. A dog finishes eating. And a minute later, he's sniffing around for food. You just finished eating. What do you... Z-? dog doesn't know what it is to be satisfied. That's one example. And the, the, the s'farim give different examples how the animals... Re- the term behemius means a very, very low level of intellect. When we talk about Adam versus behemoth, Adam is supposed to be high intellect, high level speech, I- intelligent speech... Behema is lower intellect, lower level speech, and that's that's this term medame. Medame, you know, it doesn't have to be a one to one ratio. It doesn't mean that everything about a behema is 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 the Roy's. It means that they share. There is a similarity between them. And again, when a person loses their temper, when a person acts in a in a crazy way, people say you're an animal. What does that mean? It means you're not a human being. You're not. You don't. You don't have the the midos toivos and the intellect that a human being is supposed to have. Any other questions? Um, do we say that? Um, the, uh, the do we say that? The answer is also a good question. In other words, we just said that on Yom Kippur, on the night of Yom Kippur, we invite all the Avaryon. What about on Rosh Hashanah? The answer is that it's it's the Tefillos of Rosh Hashanah. We talk that the Shofar represents a call. Everyone come. It says Vahoya Bayom HaHu Yitoka Godol Uva Oivdim Meeres <laughs> Mitzrayim Vhanidochim Meeres Ashur. It all those that are lost, all those lost neshamas that became far away, that went far away. With the the shofar is, is an announcement saying, come, everybody come. And we see in the shuls, in people at Davin in very, very firm shuls don't see such a big change between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. Everybody goes to shul every Shabbos. And in some shuls, everybody goes to shul every day. But in the shuls that are not so religious, there are shuls that during the week, they can't get a minion. They're closed during the week. They only open on Shabbos. And on Shabbos, they barely have a minion. And Rosh Hashanah, they can have 2,000 people. Meaning on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. People know they have to buy tickets to come for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Meaning that both, because the Gemara says that for tzaddikim and for Rishoyim, Rosh Hashanah is the main day. That's when Hashem really judges them. It's the benaynim, that have Tillyum Kippur to decide whether they want to be Tzadik or Russia, to decide whether they want to do a complete Shuv or not. So, for the Tzadikim and those who want to come close to Tzadikim, for them, Rosh Hashanah is the, the main time. Paragraph Yurawif, Rabnos adds another level of clarity. <speaking in Hebrew> Now we understand also the importance why whenever karbonoids were brought in the base Mikdush, the Leviim would be singing chapters of Tehillim at the time. Because as we explained earlier, by bringing these karbonoids as sacrifices, we're doing a birur hamedame. We're elevating the behemoth to Hanal. To and through this we search to that special song that Rabena's speaks about there on the Kidrun the Shir Shaloshid Lovoy the song that's going to be played on a harp of 72 strings Shehu iker hatikon that represents the ultimate tikon when that song of the future is going to be playing Umi nimsha and it's from there that we draw this song that the Leviams sang in the Beis HaMikdosh that accompanied the bringing of the sacrifices. So Rav Zal had gone off on a big tangent, speaking about Rosh Hashanah and Kippur Sukkos. Now he brings us back to our topic of writing a Sefer Torah and showing how all of this is related to that. V'zeb, paragraph base. And based on what we're learning here, you'll be able to understand why a Seifet Torah is written with a pen, usually the seifern use a feather, a sharpened point of a feather, and black ink specifically, as it says in Shulchan Aruch. Because, as we spoke about earlier a few pages ago, that when we're taking the skin of a behemoth, again we're taking behemoth, and we're writing the letters of the Torah, which are nevuah, which are ruach hakodesh, we're writing the letters of the Torah on the skin of this behemoth. This is a tremendous form of birur hamedame. Through that ruach naviyah, that's in the sefer Torah. nimshach mehatfila bebechinas din shal And Rabbein Sel explains over there in Likutei Moran that how do we generate this ruach naviyah? One of the things that generates this naviyah is that Tfilah bebechinas din of a powerful tzaddik, a tzaddik who can give forth a tfilah bebechinas din, a blast. Just like the shoifor is a blasting sound. And we know that at Matan Torah on Har Sinai, there was thunder, lightning, there was all of this din, this tefillah bechinas din. Shehi oiz, Sayam. And Rabbein shows the Amikut Ram that this is also why Moshe Rabin used a stick to split the Red Sea. The stick is called a mate oiz. It's like the tefillah bechinas din. It's it's a form of din striking, bechinas as the pasuk says, ato feirarta be You crumble the sea with your power, ozcha. That's that tefila bechinas din, kimavur shamheite. As Rav Einazal explains very clearly over there in Likutei Maran, v'ze bechinas hakone v'hakomus sheboy koistvenes aseif And this is the concept of the pen. That the Sefer uses to write a Sefer Torah, because this pen or this feather that the Sefer is using represents the stick that Moshe Rabbin used to split the Red Sea. Who says? The Zohar Kodesh says, as it says in the Tikkun Zohar, it says there that. During the first gollus of Mitzrayim, <speaking in Hebrew> with your stick, you split the sea. <speaking in Hebrew> but during the final gollus that we are in today, <speaking> in <Hebrew> with your pen, with your reed, ihu <speaking in Hebrew> which is the pen, <speaking in Hebrew> you will split open the yam <speaking in Hebrew> the sea of Torah. So we see the Zohar Kodesh compares these two. And this is the concept of writing all the forum that we have today. The which originally you weren't allowed to write. The Mishnai, the Gemara, the Shulchan Aruch, all these things. Whereby it became permissible at a certain point during the time of Rabbi Danasi, to write all of this down. Why? As the Gemara says in Gittin, page 60, that sometimes when the Chachamim see that there's an emergency, they have to do something for Hashem, not for Hashem, sometimes they have to push aside the Torah meaning that even though it says in the Torah that the Torah Shebech Sav is supposed to be written, the Torah Shebaal Peh is supposed to be learned, balpeh, you're not allowed to write it down, Rabbi Yehud and the other Chachamim saw that if they're going to stick to that, the Torah is going to be forgotten completely. And that's when they came to the decision to, that you are allowed to, and you're supposed to write down, write down the Torah Shebaal Peh, publish, print Gemorahs, print Shulchan Aruch's. Because the main geula is dependent on this, just like the final blow of the geula from Eretz was the splitting of the Red Sea, the final blow of our geula now is going to be Livkoya Yam to split open the Yam HaChochma alide Hakulmus through those pens that are writing holy svarim, real svarim the pens that are used to write Shulchanoruch and Likutei Alocheis and Likute Moran, all of these foreign. that's what's splitting the Torah open, that's what's opening up the Torah for people to be able to learn what they need to learn, to be able to bring about the Gula, the final Geula. And this explains also why we use specifically black ink, Shehu Tachles HaTzimtzum, which represents the epitome of tzimtzum. White is chasodim. White is opening up, the room is lit up with, with light. Black is the opposite, the exact opposite of that, the, the opposite of white, the opposite of light. Bechinas din, ki we know that the Gemara says, hai odonhu, that when you see blood that looks black, the Gemara says it's not really black, it's red, blood is red. When you leave it standing for a while, it turns black. And we know that red is also Midasadin. Red and black represent din, Simtsum. Ninsheches mimate Shehi hatfila din kanal. Because the whole concept of writing with a pen is associated with that stick of Moshe Rabbeinu that represents the tefillah in the form of din. Ki ikar haksiva Because the main reason for writing things down is to clarify the medame, and thereby to complete emunah which is lahamen to believe that the world is new. And medame, which is which is how we get to Emuna, but through Bira Medame, Medame represents the epitome of Simpsum Hasechel, the lowest level of sechel, the most constricted sechel. Because as is known in Sforum, let's speak about Medame. Medame represents the lowest, the bottom of the bottom level of seichel, is medame. Umuvan, kayadua umuvan, as is known and understood, shehu bechinas shachros, and therefore it's compared to blackness, darkness. Bechinah ani v'noavor. I'm black, but I'm beautiful. Meaning I'm black, this represents super tzimtzum, but it's still within the framework of seichel ki ikar hanoi noi va va-ha-pe'er she mefo'arenu, me-shapchenu, because Rabbi Zal explains now the whole beauty and praise that we praise Hashem and we glorify Hashem hu-daiko al-yedei zeh hashachrus shachrus va hat shel is all through this blackness and constriction of medame, she-al-yodoy ho-emunah which is what leads to Emuna, the whole Kvoid, Hadam al and the whole revelation of the beauty of Hashem's kingdom, Shahu Hanoi, kol oylem, which is the, the real beauty of the whole world. Hu zeh, is through this simpsson, through this constriction, through the blackness, we'll see. Dahainu Alidayi, Hatsike, Yees. It's through those true tzaddikim who are to this real Ruach Nevua. To the point where these tzaddikim are able to purify the Medame of all of their students, all those that come to them. And that's what enables them to achieve complete faith which is what enables us to really praise and glorify Hashem. As Rabbi Zal explains over there, at the end of that chapter of Likut Emran, All of the different words that we use to refer to Hashem, are not really Hashem. That's not really Hashem. That's medame. We're saying, Hashem is Godal, Hashem is Gibor. The answer is, these are adjectives. These are words that describe, these are medame. We're comparing Hashem. We're using things. We're saying Hashem is like this. He's like Godal. He's like words that we can relate to. Because what Hashem actually is, we have no idea. We can't relate to it in any way at all. So these, all of these shalochim, all the praises that we use about Hashem, is all in the form of medame. Because as Rav explains over there, in in the, in the truth, in real seichel, Hashem is. A, it's totally, totally unrelated to Godol Gibar Naira. All of these words don't come anywhere near close to describing Hashem or to naming Hashem. These aren't easy concepts, especially a person hears it for the first time. But Rabbeinu Zalovdei Imran elaborates on this and he shows us how the whole concept of all the praises of that we use to, the words we use about Hashem. We should know it's it's only medama. That's not exactly what Hashem is, because exactly what Hashem is, we have no idea. We cannot relate to less machshova tefisah beklalas. Other Kodesh says no human mind can grasp Hashem whatsoever. We should say can't describe His greatness. said we do say that. There are places in the tefillah where we say It, uh, it says. Loi to Hashem silence is the real praise of Hashem because anything we're going to say is subtracting from Hashem yeah? anything we say is making Hashem small Hashem is Godel Hashem is Giber are you nuts? Hashem is a billion times bigger than that that's an understatement that's an insult to say Hashem is only Godel, Giber, Noiro yeah, you understand? But Hashem allows us, Rabbein Hazal writes in a place that this is part of the infinite kindness of Hashem, that Hashem allows us to use these words even though it's not really being mechabad Hashem because we can't do better. This is the most that we can do. This is the maximum that we can relate to. No, noira means awesome. The word awesome means the, the, wow. The, the word after that means like big, it's like small, like upstairs. Kael Elyon. Yeah. Each one of those words is different words that, that are trying to, to give us a picture of greatness, of the greatness of Hashem. Kael kind of like Elyon means the, 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 the highest power. Kael means koyach. Kael Elyon, the highest koyach. Kaviyo. How is emuna related to medame? <clears throat> the answer is a question. Animals can't be said to have emuna. <clears throat> the, the the answer is that the way we refer to emuna, emuna isn't something that we don't see and we don't understand. Now things that we don't understand usually are, are the term medame. Medama means something that's not. One of the definitions of the word medama means unclear. Biroh ha means clarifying that which was unclear. So the term medama means unclear, <clears throat> and most people, most the most of the world, unclear. They're unclear about Hashem, so they don't believe in Hashem. So Hashem doesn't exist for them. Period. If it's not clear to me, then, then I have no. I'm not interested. No kasher to it. By us, Jews, we work on birur hamedame through the Torah and through the help of Tzadikim, we do birur hamedame so that even though I don't understand Hashem, even though I can't see Hashem, I still believe in Hashem. And that belief is even stronger than seeing. Because when I see something, when I see it looks cloudy outside, I know it might be cloudy outside, or somebody might have painted that window, window over there like clouds, so it looks like I'm looking outside, but I'm not really looking outside. I'm looking at wallpaper that looks like clouds. Or you go into some children's room sometimes, they paint the ceiling of the kid's room with stars, like it's, it's black or blue, with star little stars. The kid goes to sleep at night, they're looking up at the sky, right? No, it's not the sky. It's the ceiling in your room but wow when i'm laying down and when i'm very tired i'm looking at it it looks exactly like the sky so what it, what what we see could be true could be not true a jew tries to get to a level of emuna this birur hamedame purifying the madame to such a point that this unclear item this that's not so clear to me hashem is not so clear to me it's more clear to me than anything that than the clearest things in my life. This is one ex- explanation of this concept of medame versus emuna, And again, medame represents, just like in the spheros, we talk about the spheros going from the bottom up, the malchus represents the least light, the least sechel. <clears throat> the malchus is like the levona that has no light at all of its own. And we're climbing the ladder to go all the way to the top, to go to Chachma and Bina and Keser, which are huge light, the biggest lights in the world, so too this concept of, of, of Biro Hamedame, the concept of Emuna. Emuna is malchus, Emuna is all the way on the bottom, but, but the, the Emuna is, and therefore when we, when we say the Shema, when we declare our faith in Hashem, we close our eyes. Showing that I don't see, I don't understand, I believe. And the belief is stronger, it's a stronger koyach than anything I understand, than all the things that I do understand. Any other questions before we close? Ah, we'll just finish the, the paragraph. Ah, one second. No, no, this. Oh, we'll hold it over here we still have a, a, a piece oh. two pieces that Rav Nassar is going to add clarity about writing a sefer Torah is it possible to get 100% amuna? is it possible to get 100% amuna? the answer is yes each person in his madrega in his madrega a person can the Rav Nassar speaks about shlemus ha-emunah, shlemus ha-emunah. That, that's what I want to get to I want to get to, to the highest level of emunah that I could possibly get to. Baruch Hashem.